Welcome to the Visualize You show. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt, and each week on the show, we'll talk about how you can live, love, and visualize the life and business of your dreams. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already so that you can learn the practical skills that will help you to do the same. Let me help you to recognize your self-worth, honor your skills, and become confident being who you are always supposed to be. Now let's get on with the show. You're listening to the very best of the Visualize You show. To celebrate my second year of podcasting, I'm counting down the top 30 episodes, celebrating my amazing guests and just how much fun I've had over the last two years. At number 20 is guest expert episode with Vanessa Ferreira called How to Improve Your Money Mindset. Welcome to the Visualize You podcast. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt. I'm a spiritual performance coach, helping you go from unfulfilled to passionately living your purpose. You'll learn how to create a crystal clear vision for your life so that you can change direction with confidence and have a career or start a business that is more in alignment with your true soul's calling. Each week on the show, I'll talk about topics such as the art of visualization, scripting, manifesting, and the law of attraction. And I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already, so you can learn the practical skills that will help you do the same. Welcome everybody to the Visualize You show. I'm joined today by Vanessa Ferreira and she is a money mindset coach. She helps online female coaches break through their money blocks so they can scale their business to six figures and beyond. She has a group coaching course called Money Mindset Mastery and you can see her teaching regularly on her live Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Vanessa VF. Okay, Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us today. I like to start the show just learning a little bit about your journey. So tell us about you, where you're from, what it was you were doing previously and how you came to be a money mindset coach. So it's been a really interesting journey um, because if, when I was looking through just what we're going to chat about and I, I thought to myself, what was the first job I ever had? And I realized it was when I was 16. I actually left college because I decided that no, that wasn't for me, the educational route. Yeah. And I started selling vitamins. And you won't believe me, I used to go into pubs to go sell vitamins. So clearly that job did not last very long. But yeah, so from there, I did a whole lot of of different things and I did end up going back to college because I realized education is a little bit important but yeah I, I did a whole lot of different things because I was never really sure on what it is I wanted to do um, I was about 19 I discovered psychology and I decided okay I'm going to go study psychology and that's what I'd like to do and because I was never really academic my grandfather used to actually help me with my studies because I wasn't understanding these fat textbooks and that and so eventually he sadly passed away and he didn't, he couldn't help me. And I decided I can't do this on my own. And so I just chopped and changed. I literally, I worked in security. I fixed sewing machines. I designed wedding dresses. I did a huge range of different things. You know? And eventually uh, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I got onto the corporate ladder. 
And I've always, my type of personality is when I commit to something, I'm all in and I do the absolute best that I can. So climbing the corporate ladder became just the next obvious step for me. And because I was really hard work and at that point, perfectionism was a strong point for me because I was really perfect and diligent in what I did. I got to climb the corporate ladder and I did that for almost a decade. And then when I was pregnant with my second child, I actually got fired. And it was a huge blow to me. And I think this is probably one of the biggest pivots I had in re-looking at everything that I was doing. Because then I realized, okay, I don't, I have no job security because I was doing really well. I was actually offered a, a promotion, which I turned down. So it just came out of nowhere. And I realized I don't have any control over my finances. And that was, I think, where everything started changing for me. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I decided, no, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to take back control and I'm going to start my own business. And from there, it also just spun out into different things because I first, I started doing photography because that that was my hobby or was what I loved doing. So I got a studio and I was doing photography and then I started going into printing and eventually I bought into a franchise and I came to a point where I realized, okay, I now have my own business and I, I own a job because I still didn't have the freedom that I wanted. I still didn't have the time that I wanted to spend with my kids. And I realized, okay, now I own this, but I'm still working just as hard. And I ended up selling the photography franchise and, and I started homeschooling my girls and just like looking at what other, what else is out there and and then one night a friend of mine invited me to this presentation and it was actually for network marketing i was like okay this is totally different it was like wow okay what is this about and they were talking about time freedom and financial freedom and i got on to reading robert kiyosaki's book and i discovered financial freedom and i would say that was another serious pivot for me yeah because i absolutely fell in love with the subject It was just, I was consuming everything and anything I could about financial freedom. And I started um, doing a lot of Robert Kiyosaki's courses and things and, and learning all these different things. And eventually I ended up in the online space, actually doing internet marketing. So it was one of Robert Kiyosaki, he recommended this course and I went onto the course and it was very salesy because I was like, man, not for you, (laughs) but it it brought me into this online space. And that was like another world completely opened up for me. It was just like, oh, wow, you can actually do this and you can have freedom and work from home. And, and, and I actually started as a life purpose coach. Because then what I did was I took all this experience that I had and these life lessons that I learned about, because I realized when I was in corporate, even though I was climbing the corporate ladder and I I thought I was going after something, my life still didn't actually have purpose. It was work, 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 you know? Yeah. So I realized that so many people live in mediocrity. We're just surviving don't really have a life. And and that's how I started off online. And I tried all different things, blogging, had a podcast at one stage, I was selling courses and I kept chopping and changing. And I think it's not so much, I think it's more when we realize that this isn't really what we want to do, but we're still searching for something. Yeah. So in part of my life purpose stuff, there was a lot of money stuff I was teaching. 
and I was teaching about this financial freedom, all these things that I started discovering. And, and I felt that I was just being more and more drawn to the money side and this money understanding. And I worked with um, one coach and, and in one of her trainings, she mentioned the word wealth consciousness. Okay, what's that? This, this now sparked an interest for me because I've heard all of these financial freedom and I know I understood the very, the very practical aspects on, on, on strategy in terms of your finances, you know, how to manage your money and how to invest better and, and how to think, not necessarily think, but think differently about the money that you have. And then with wealth consciousness, it, it was about completely reprogramming the thoughts that you have. And I discovered brain works and neuroplasticity, and that uh-huh. led me on a whole other journey. You know, so I think literally I've been on a journey of discovery. Yeah, and eventually it brought me to a point where I discovered that money mindset is what I'm super passionate about. Yeah, yeah. Your journey has so many similarities with my own. So I left school at 16, worked for a couple of years, and then decided actually yes, I need to go back into education so like you did Fantastic. and then I've also had different careers that do not seem on the surface to link in any way but it's almost that journey isn't it the journey that you go through you can take all these skills and experiences from all of that which has led you to doing what you do today and then what you said about network marketing for all its bad press I think a lot of people give network marketing bad press sometimes but actually it is one of those industries which goes hand in hand with personal development doesn't it people learn on that journey whether network marketing works for them or not it it seems to set people off on that catalyst of actually learning more about personal development learning more about financial security so really interested to hear your journey there because I do really resonate with what you said and I think it's really great now that you've niched down into this money mindset area and you've got so many kind of skills and experiences there to share with other people who, who are going through those same experiences and trying to find that for themselves so can you identify then that exact moment when you knew you had to shift so you moved from being a life purpose coach and then move into the money mindset what was that was it just like looking back on your experience and going actually these are the bits that I'm interested in or was it was it more subtle than that I think it was it was a journey I can't really like I can I can say there's pivotal moments Mm -hmm. when when I shifted and that was like when I discovered the financial freedom, when I got fired, when I discovered wealth consciousness. And then also throughout my journey at various points, I had my own coaches. Like when I was in corporate, I had a coach who used to work with me. And yeah. so I always, and with when I started with the psychology, I've always had this love for coaching in a sense. But then with the money mindset, I think it was just... As I was trying all these different things, I started discovering we are more and more drawn to. Mm -hmm. And then when I started sharing a lot of the things that now just became automatic for me, because as you grow and you develop, you start, I got to a point where I was thinking like, okay, everybody knows this stuff. And then as I'd share something, I would see somebody have this absolute wow moment. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Is that all I have to, is it only that simple? And my whole business is going to change or this is going to change in my life. I'm like, yes, that simple. You know, I think when I saw more of that and I just have this, say, if you could speak for an hour, what would you speak about? I'd be like, money mindset. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think it's just been, it's been a gradual move towards just finding that thing. Yeah. I think what you said then about, 
I think when you're in the midst of the subject matter that you're really interested in, you forget that other people have it's, it's brand new to them. And sometimes I've held back in the past of maybe I won't write that blog post because everybody knows that, but actually they don't, isn't it? It's strange, isn't it? So yeah. I think we get lost sometimes in our own knowledge of something because we don't think it's going to be received the way that it does. So I just want to lean into kind of the work that you do a little bit. So what kind of things do you get asked to work with people on? Is it about mindset blocks? Is it how to get from 5,000 a month to 10,000 a month? What, what kind of things come up for your clients? It's different things for different people because some people have money blocks, but they don't actually realize they have money blocks. So I talk a lot about money symptoms. So you might have a symptom of, let's say, procrastination or perfectionism and imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. these kind of things. So they might be struggling with these kind of things, not realizing that there's actually a money block that's underlying. And until they deal with that core thing, the change isn't going to happen. So sometimes somebody will come to me and be, I'm really procrastinating. I'm really struggling to move into the next level. Then we will dig in deeper and look at, okay, what is it? Sometimes people come to me and they're like, I know I I have a bad relationship with money. I'm not, I don't even know how much is in my account. I'm too scared to look at my account. It's like when I swipe the card, I just hope something's going (laughs) to go. Um, so it's, it's different um, because some people will come just purely on, on the level of, I need more money. Yeah. And they will look at, okay, where is it? And because I've done the financial freedom side and I also, I did my financial master coach training through Ramsey Solutions. So on a personal financial level, I'm equipped to help people there also. It's really looking at that holistic view mm-hmm. of what are you thinking? What's causing, well, where, where are the blocks coming from? What is still blocking you and how can we change that on a practical level with what are you going to do with your money as well as let's reprogram your mind. And then um, literally giving my clients the tools so that they can do it because money blocks is something that it's not a, how can you say you break the block and it's gone. It's kind of like it's levels because different things are going to show up at different times. And they might come to me and say, okay, can you please help me? I want to have my business in a place where I want to be earning 5K a month and deal with that. But then when they want to move to 10K, something else is going to show up, a different kind of block. That Mm -hmm. wasn't really a problem at 5K because what happens is a lot of times we have money limits. And like if, especially if you've come from a corporate background or you've been in that job environment, you would have earned a certain amount of money. So you are comfortable at that level. So once you get your business to that level, it feels good. But as soon as you try and push through that, then the blocks show up. Right. Okay. That's so interesting. So it's an ongoing, so you can break through some blockages, but then when you want to hit that next level in your business, something new is going to come up. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's, in maybe in a relationship where you might have a really healthy uh, relationship with money, but maybe your partner has got a completely different view. Maybe it's that kind of lack versus abundance kind of mentality in a relationship. Is it just you as an individual who can make that shift? Is there anything in the kind of when you're bouncing that off against a partner that also makes a difference in receiving money? Yeah, this is really huge. And I think a lot of people don't understand this because a lot of times in in this partnership, 
what happens is most of the time the money's going in together. We are earning mm-hmm. X amount. We need to pay this bill, that bill and things. So now you have one, like you said, has got a, a good mindset about money because their background was different. They grew up differently. And the other person might not have such a good mindset around money or even when you have money personalities they uh-huh. it could be one person could be the typical avoider and the other person could be the the saver if these things aren't dealt with in a relationship and i mean we've heard it so many times what is one of the biggest causes of breakups in relationships money yeah so i actually do coaching with couples where i would i would we would do the finances together and we would work a plan together because once you've got a plan, it's easier to, to go forward because then if one person, even if they've got the scarcity mindset, if you've got a plan, for instance, like I teach my clients to have a financial freedom account. So every single month, there's a certain amount of money that goes into that account. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be huge amounts. You can start with this, as little as what, what you have, but just start with something. So when that money's in the financial freedom account, if one one of the parties, let's say, obviously I work with, with female coaches. So it's usually the female coaches who want to upgrade their business, invest in their business. Then their finances is there. Mm-hmm. They don't have to say, oh, well, she, I need to ask my, my partner's permission. Because then it's literally going to the partner and saying, I would like to invest this in my business. And this is why I think it's a good investment. This is how much we've got in the fund. What do you think? Yeah. And it doesn't become that struggle. So in terms of the, both partners don't have to radically change their mindset because a lot of times when you have a couple, the one person is the, the stronger go-getter, I want to do it. And then usually the other person is the supporter. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to take care of the kids when you need to do something. Or that's like most of the time it's like that. So you don't have to necessarily have two people radically changing their mindset but if they have a good plan, then it makes it easier yeah. because he knows or she knows they have X amount. But because one of the things also I recommend is having a personal amount of money every single month for each person. So if one person wants to go and do, I don't know, go blow it on candy, like it's your they money. Can. Do yeah. what you want. But then I also know some couples are like, this is my money. Uh-huh. That's your money. And I will pay X, Y, and Z, and you pay X, Y, and you are responsible for that. I'm responsible for this, which does, it does work a lot of times, but sometimes it doesn't. Because yeah. for me, if you're in a partnership, you're in a partnership. Mm-hmm. And the way you do money is the way you do everything. That's fascinating. I think it's really fascinating that how that dynamic plays out. Hey, listener. How would you like to spend a whole 30 days with me learning how to bring more positivity into your life? In the 30-day gratitude journey experience, you remember who you are, you recognize your superpowers, identify your zone of genius, and create a vision for your life and business that you'll be so excited to make a reality. To find out more, head to bethhewitt.com forward slash gratitude. When I was looking at your website, one of the things that really attracted me to the work that you do was how you've combined what some people would perceive more as a corporate professional money financial aspect of your business with the kind of heart-centered soul almost woo-woo side and I think just coming from my personal experience that's been something that I found a little bit difficult in that I've had many different careers people know me with lots of different hats on 
and they know me for maybe one particular thing or uh, they see me doing something online and throughout all of that time there's been this core within me that has always been spiritual and that's never changed for me throughout that time but yet it's difficult sometimes to bring those two together or it has been difficult for me to bring those two together almost because it's how the other person perceives it which is the wrong way about going about it so what I really liked about what you've done is that you really open and this is what I do but also this is for people who are heart-centered and want to master it from a spiritual aspect as well so can you just talk a little bit about has that have you just been able to step into that straight away and own that or was there your own kind of journey in bringing those two elements together I think I was spiritual before I was anything else yeah and I so feel that the same. kind of just that is me that is just me and I've been aware of the spiritual realm since I was a very young child and yeah. through different experiences that I had it's just I can't deny that is just such a part of who I am yeah so I think it's not so much I've never at, at one stage I actually taught a course called biblical wealth secrets went through the bible and I took a whole lot of the biblical stuff what it actually says in scripture about money. And I taught this course and I got a lot of flack from a lot of people because they were like, no, God's yeah, money's yeah, you can't put the two together. And I'm like, right. you cannot separate the two. You cannot. So yeah, so for me, the spiritual has always, it, that's just who I am. Yeah. And the other stuff is what is the extra. Right. It's, I am spiritual. I am spirit. I mean, I, mm-hmm. And I come with a body, basically, you know, <laughs> so uh, that spirit part comes with a business also. Yeah. 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 I think that's how, I don't know why it's been a, a blockage for me, but I'm the same. I've always been spiritual again, since I was a, a child, I would say really profound things to my mom when I was a, a very small child. And she'd be like, what on earth is this child going on about? And like you say, you can't deny who you are. And I'm just trying to now fall in to that and bring that into to this business but I just thought it was interesting and wondered if you'd had a particular experience around that so throughout this journey that you've had on your career and I'm sure there's been lots of different life lessons but is there one thing or a couple of things that have really stood out for you in terms of um, something that you'd like to share with the listeners today I think there's lots there really Uh is lots and and the big thing and and the thing that I still all the time is and it was actually a proverb that says be careful how you think because your life is shaped by your thoughts Mm -hmm. so that changed me radically because I discovered that in um, my process of of learning more about wealth consciousness and that but it's still it is so true today in everything that I do because every thought that I'm thinking is literally shaping what's happening it, it's shaping what the next 10 minutes is going to be like it's shaping what the next five years is going to be like so for me I think that's that would be my biggest life lesson mm-hmm. on this journey that I've been on is just to be so aware of what I'm thinking and how so somebody who is having maybe a negative thought or not the thought that they would want to have in order to get them to where they need to be what would you say would be a a great step to do to change that mindset I think there's probably three things that is key and then that would be number one you've got to change the thought right so how do you change the thought so for one you need to know what's possible because a lot of times you might have this negative thought based on on previous experience Mm -hmm. because that's where all of our thoughts come from but if you don't know what's possible, how do you just 
change the thought. I love affirmations and I love journaling and all these things, but simply changing the the thought doesn't necessarily work. It's if you say, for instance, let's say my negative thought is you will never be rich. Okay, so for me to simply change the thought and say, I am going to be rich or I am rich, your brain kicks in immediately and says, you're not. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you're right, I'm not. And then you go down a whole other head spiral. But when you have that awareness, like when I discovered financial freedom and I got this awareness, you know what? Actually, it is totally possible for me to be financially free. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm not is because I, I have not applied certain strategies. So then I can change my thought and I can say, I'm learning how to be rich. Now my brain is not giving me flack about it <laughs> and saying, no, but you're not. Because it's true, I'm learning. And yeah. then it's okay. And then like that, you start a slow changing process. It's about flipping the switch. So literally changing what you're saying to yourself, mm -hmm. but then also having the knowledge. What is the, having that awareness of what is possible? Yeah. And what is that vision? Where is it that I want to head? What does that vision look like? Yeah. Has there been something that's been calling you throughout this journey? Uh, you've obviously ended up at this destination where you are now, but has there been kind of breadcrumbs along the way that have almost been pulling you in a particular direction? I think, I think it's been a gradual process of, of changing and discovering and just mm -hmm. my excitement growing. I feel this. I, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, like I have such a big vision for my future. And, and I said to, you know, um, like I teach people about vision boards and things, but I mm -hmm. said to her, it's edged, it's etched on the inside of my eyelids. Because if I close my eyes, I can see it. Like it's there, boom. It's, uh -huh. And, it's, and I, that I believe is from spirit because mm -hmm. it's not, I couldn't create that vision because it's so much bigger than what I can see. But so I think it's been this gradual process of changing and finding new things, discovering things, but also coming from the inside of me. Yeah. This calling happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. You've ha obviously had a very varied career and things. And one of the things that I really want listeners to appreciate in, in themselves is that we all have these skills and experiences that we amass over the lifetime of our career. And sometimes they're not always obvious to us. But if you could maybe just blow your own trumpet for a little bit, which I know is difficult for some people to do, but I like to call them superpowers. What are the things that you feel that are your superpowers uh, that you can recognize now and just share those with our listeners today? Yeah. I think if I had to put on a hoodie and a cape <laughs> and what would be written on my chest would be strategic empath. I like that. Okay. Because I'm extremely strategic and I did not realize that it was actually a gift because I could literally, and I've done this with, with a whole lot of people where they'll come to me with, with an idea. I'd love to do this or I really enjoy this. And within half an hour, I'll have pen and paper out and we will have a whole business plan, the whole thing planned out. Okay, this is where you can start. This is where these are going to be the speed bumps along the way. And you need to put this step and then that. And, and for me, I just thought that was everybody does that. And people would literally sit back and be like, oh, wow. And then they can see their vision. Yeah. You know, so in terms of strategy, I've come to realize that is a superpower that I have because I just, I see it. I, I can just, it, it takes zero effort from me whatsoever. Yeah, that is a superpower. And yeah. um, 
just the energy that you showed there you got so excited with it so you can see that's really part of, you could almost like if I presented with your problem right now you would c- come up with this amazing plan so um, I would <laughs> it's yeah, such a cool I, superpower I get really excited and then the empath side is I think where my superpower comes through in coaching because I feel really deeply mm-hmm. I can hear what's not being said so I, I'm, in that way, I, I'm able to help my clients to quickly find the money block because they'll be telling me the story about something and, and I will quickly, I will feel where the pain was yeah. and I'll be like, okay, there it is. And I'll ask a question and they'll be like, oh, the, the one that I, that I most vividly remember was I was in a coaching session with this one lady and she was telling me this, the story. She was struggling with pricing in her business mm-hmm. because she was really struggling to charge clients she felt that she should just give her service away. But as she was telling me the story about how she's struggling with her clients, she said something about her mother. And immediately I felt that pain. She wasn't saying it in a painful way and she wasn't sharing pain, but I just felt it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what did your mother say to you? And she looked at me and she said, she said, I'm stupid. And that just, that was an aha moment for her. And she realized that she can't charge her clients because she feels she's stupid. So she feels her clients aren't actually going to pay her. Yeah. That's why she's, she can't put out that this is my fee. And so, so I, I really feel that's one of my superpowers is just when I, I feel that moment uh-huh. and then we're able to get to the block really quickly. Those are two amazing superpowers. Thank you. That's great to have those in your back pocket. Yeah. And I think a lot of these things do come up in, this come from our childhood. It could be something a teacher says to us or our dad says to us or a friend in the playground and, we don't realize at that time that they start to then bury somewhere in between us and manifest at a later point in time. Yeah. And so it does take a lot of peeling back lots of different layers, doesn't it, to get to them. So you're doing amazing work for people to, to break through those. That's, that's lovely to hear. So in terms of um, what is working for you right now? So one of the things as part of this show is that I really want to give listeners a sense of if they were thinking about starting a business or maybe they've already started their business and want to understand maybe how they can get themselves out there in the world in the best possible way as an entrepreneur we all have kind of platforms that we use but what's really working for you right now in getting yourself out there into the world I think what's really working for me now is that I've just found where I'm really strong Mm -hmm. So I've tried a whole lot of different, I mean, I've spoken, I've done blogging, I've done, I've, I've tried to have my own podcast. I'm now, I do my weekly Facebook lives um, that I've got the weekly Your Money Mindset um, episodes that I do. And I've been networking in Facebook groups and I've just actually launched a Facebook ad at the moment. So there's all these different things. And I think what I want to say is that what's working for me might not work for somebody else. Yeah. And key is find where you're strong, where your strength is. Because for me, I know if I take, for instance, writing a social media post or a blog post versus me doing a Facebook live, my strength is in the Facebook live mm-hmm. because I can fully show up as exactly who I am, how I am and, and what I want to teach. Whereas I find if I'm trying to write a blog post, it would take me a week because now I'm trying to find the words and I'm trying to do all these different things. So I, I think a key strategy in your business is to find what is your strength. Yeah. And especially for somebody starting out, because like when I first started out online, I was trying all these different things and nothing was working. And at one point I felt like such a failure. 
because now I can't do anything. So instead of just finding what's that one thing that I'm really strong at yeah. and doing that until I start seeing success. Yeah. Then adding on something else and adding on something else. That's so important, isn't it? Because yeah, like you say, you can't be good at everything. And I think it is really important. Yeah. Like you say, to find that thing that there's been times when, Oh, should I be doing Facebook lives in for me personally? And then that's not, that's not my thing. That isn't where my strength lies. My strength lies in, in writing and copy and creating emotions through words and, and hopefully through with this podcast. So yeah, I really want people to listen to the different ways that you can do things, but absolutely. If, if something's not working, don't get hung up on the fact that Facebook lives isn't your thing because it isn't for everybody. And, and some people actually teach that that's the only way to go. And it's not. Yeah. How, um, and how can it be? <laughs> no, it can't be because not everybody enjoys watching Facebook lives. Yeah. A lot of people prefer reading something. So we want to attract our tribe and it's in our strength that we attract them. So you writing that beautiful Bobcast, listen to me, blogcast, <laughs> blog post, <laughs> oh my gosh, blog post with your, with the skills that you have is going to attract the people that are your perfect tribe. Yeah, absolutely. Versus you trying to muster up everything and do a not so great Facebook live, which is not going to draw in who you want to attract anyway. Yeah. And what happens is you just end up procrastinating for a week because you don't want to do with the Facebook live. Okay. You've told us a lot about your career and journey to this point, but what do you visualize for you in the future? What's coming up for you? What are you working on and, and where do you see yourself? I think definitely in the future, my money mindset mastery program that I'm working on, it's an eight week program. I, I envision that as a woman's empowerment tool not just currently I, I work specifically with coaches because that's just where I'm really passionate. And I believe coaches have so much to offer people and to help people just break through th certain things in their lives. So if I can help them take the first step, get over their money blocks so that they can actually be helping people. That's where my core passion is at the moment. But in the future, I definitely see this as a woman's empowerment tool in places like corporate. I do believe people like salespeople, if they actually did this training their sales would be so different. People, women in refuges who have come from abusive relationships and maybe they've been, in a sense, financially abused and now they're broken at this level. This program could be a tool for them, for them to break through those things that they've been through. So literally, I see global women's empowerment of <laughs> things. That's why I say this is so much bigger than what I can even uh -huh. like see. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. I think there's been so much value in there for the listeners. Where can people find out more about you and your upcoming course? So if they go to uh, my website, vanessabf.com and forward slash just mm the course is there they can connect with me also on facebook they can find me as vanessa v ferreira if you want to get, hop onto my personal profile that's fine send me a message or my facebook page and yeah i'll be gladly tell them more about it and how i can help them that's great and i'll put everything in the show notes as well so people can easily access that thank you so much hey friend thank you so much for listening to the visualize you show if you enjoyed this episode then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you would like to be with a chance to win 12 months access to the Visualize and Thrive Business Club Lounge, then simply tag me and the show anywhere you like on your social media. Simply use the hashtag VisualizeYouShow. And if you catch my eye, then you could be sitting in the lounge next month. 
So until next time, remember to visualize you.